begin to tell God that God should send His word to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Quickly tell God, Lord, let your word be fruitful in my life this year. Begin to tell God, every word of God that you are going to hear this year, let it be fruitful in my life. Everything, every word, either in songs or whatever type of word you are hearing, it must be fruitful in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's be seated. It's an alpha and omega. It's a miracle walking God, walking God. It's a miracle walking God. Hallelujah. It's a miracle walking God. Oh yes, it's an alpha and omega. It's a miracle walking God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The blessing has commenced in your life. The miracle has started in your life. And it shall be fulfilled in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, this is another year, 2016. It's here. We have made it through 2015. 2015 is now history. We give glory to Almighty God. You can look back and see what you have achieved. You can look back and see where you were January last year. And again this year and see where you are. You will discover that you have gone from one step to the another. For being alive is worthy of praise. For you to be alive, you are breathing. He makes everything beautiful in your surroundings. He's there for you. I want us to look at the new year that is here right now. But before then, the church authority has come forward and designated this year as year of evangelism. Are you ready to evangelize? Good news. Pastor Shane has just told us some good news that discipleship training will be commencing. Let it be part of your evangelism. Make that decision in your life. May the Lord bless this year with spiritual growth in the mighty name of Jesus. And may God give you love to love people and to receive many opportunities in the mighty name of Jesus. This is a year that will be full of opportunity and possibility. We have heard last week that many opportunities will come. We should not waste it. Once You can smell it. Not even sin. You can smell opportunity. You grab it and make use of it. That, is, that was the message we had last week. But I want to draw our attention to last year. What have you done with your time? Within last year only, we have 12 months, 52 weeks, 365 days, 8,760 hours, 525,600 
minutes. 31,536,000 seconds. What have you done with this figure? What achievement have you made towards God? Holiness, peace. Have you found the holiness? Do you seek for it within this time that I've mentioned? It looks very big. I'm telling you this year is tickling. For the mathematician among us, quickly calculate how many days you have spent this year, how many hours, how many minutes, how many weeks. If you close your eyes and doze off before you wake up, we are in June. So don't get lost. And this year, we are having additional one day to what I've just mentioned. Additional one day, additional minutes, hours, and seconds. So, this gives you a wider area to evangelize to people. So, there's need for you to schedule how you make your timing this year. We heard last week that if you don't plan, if you don't plan to pass, you will plan to fail. And that should not be our portion in Jesus' name. That brings me to today's topic, which I tie to as making resolutions that last. Making resolutions that last. Have you made any New Year resolution this year? This is typically the time of the year to make resolution. So, when we are talking of resolution, what is resolution? In the dictionary, resolution is defined as a firm decision to do or not to do something. You take decision, I'm going this door. No, I will go through this door. Maybe you are the middle. You are the lima. You don't know what to do. Then you decide within your mind, okay, which of the doors will I go through? So Then you resolve to go through this side. So that is resolution. Then, what is New Year resolution? What is New Year resolution? We can say New Year resolution is a tradition in which person makes a promise to act of self-improvement or something slightly nice. You take decision to improve yourself. You look at the bad side. You say, okay, I don't want to go this side again. I want to follow the good side. These are the period of the year when people make decisions on what to do. You can decide that as from today, when my wife drove from the car, I'm opening the door for her. You can decide that whenever I get to the office, the first thing I will tell people is that God bless you. And that means you have started your you have started the evangelism that is being tied to this year. For you telling somebody, God bless you. Even if he doesn't know that God, one day we ask you, which God are you talking about? That opened the door of opportunity for you to share the word of God. Praise the Lord. So, this revol- uh, resolution we are talking about, has always been made traditionally through the new year. When we are coming to new year, mostly some people will start making it 
from the last day of last year. Why some we make it on the first day that these are my list and this is what I'm going to do. So we resolve to do things differently. Sometimes we say, okay, we want to start reading Bible from Genesis to generation or to Revelation. Then we, 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 we just plan that we want to make things better. But have you heard about this statement? If I say it now, I don't know how many people can say amen. May all your trouble last as long as New Year resolution. May all your trouble last as New Year resolution. Many people within our heart will say amen. Because as you are making the resolution that, okay, I'm going through this door. You get to this place. Why should I go through that place when I can take the shorter door? Meanwhile, you have been told that the incoming service is coming this way. Now, you change your mind. Then, that's your resolution of going through this way. Within seconds, disappear. The same thing happened to year resolution that we make. I tell you an illustration. Towards the end of a particular year, a high school principal asked all the teachers to write down their new year resolution. And which they all did and submitted to the principal of that high school. Then, when the school resumed, the principal decided that, okay, I'm going to place all this resolution in the notice board. Then the teacher were eager. They quickly ran there to check. Everybody started reading their New Year resolution. There's this female teacher. She couldn't find her resolution there. Then she was so annoyed. She was making noise. She, 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 she was saying all sorts of things. She was throwing temper, tantrum, outbursting, talking, 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 complaining bitterly, and totally upset because her resolution was not there. Within this, the principal was confused and quickly went back to his office. But when he got to the office, the principal discovered that mistakenly, mistakenly he, has, he had forgotten the teacher's uh, resolution on the table. So, surprise to the principal, the first resolution for this sister was that no little things will upset her in the new year. No little thing will upset her. So the principal looked at it. But is this a bigger thing? So you can see how quickly resolution disappears. That is why that statement that may your trouble last as long as New Year resolution. Maybe not for your own resolution, but worldwide, if you look at the way people make resolution, you will discover that within a few minutes, it disappeared. So, if we are really interested in keeping any of resolution this year, I want us to stick to the system that was engaged by Apostle Paul. Let's open our Bible to Philippians 3. Philippians 3, we'll be looking at 12. If you have New Living Translation, I think the topic there is that uh, Pressing towards the goal. From verse 12, brother. 
12 to 14, I want you to read. Not that I have already obtained this, or I am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. 13, 14. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to, lie, to what lies ahead, verse 14, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. You know the purpose of your resolution. So if we engage in the system that Apostle Paul used in Philippians 3, 13 basically, that is where I'm looking at. The first thing there is that forgetting what is behind. It means when you, when you resolve to do something positively, it means you need to forget what has happened in the, in the past. Apostle Paul was talking about forgetting in such a way that the good, the bad, and the ugly. You need to forget everything. All this, we have no negative bearing on one present and physical and spiritual growth. When you have resolved to do something, forget the wrongs that can paralyze you with guilt and depression. What can cause dejection into your life? Because when you resolve to do something positively or nicely, if you look back to your previous record, it, 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 will, it will give depression that doubting will come into your mind that can I really achieve this? Can I really turn a new leaf? Can I really do this thing better? So that is what Apostle Paul was saying that forget, forgetting the past completely. Forget just wrong. If you look at Paul himself, he had this experience. This is somebody that was killing. Sometimes he can also think that, okay, I've killed so many people because of gospel. So if I resolve to serve God, then they will be after me. But he's not looking into that. So whenever you make any resolution, whatever has happened in the past, mostly the bad, forget about it. That is what Apostle Paul was saying. He had a law that he has left behind. And the same thing, since Paul has forgotten this, you also can be blessed to forget all these things that have come to your life in the past. But all you need is that you need to confess them before God. Confess them to God. And when you do that, the life moves on. You might not be able to tell somebody, but in your closet, express it to God that these are the barriers, these are the things that can stop me from achieving my resolution this year. You lay them down before God, that God help me to fulfill my resolution. Don't make the old of you. Say that, no, I've made sure I did.
God is there to help us. And He will help us to do that with the help of Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. John reminds us that if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all, all unrighteousness. Paul said in Romans 8, 1, There is therefore no condemnation to we to them which are in Christ Jesus. And God told Peter in Acts 10, What God has cleansed no longer consider unholy. When you confess those sins to God, that these are the barriers, these are the Red Sea, that will not allow me to achieve this positive resolution or positive goals. Lord, they must part. As you are sitting down, I want you to pray for yourself. Lord, every barrier, every rescue that will not allow me to achieve my resolution, it is now they must part. Begin to tell God. They have to part. Part, part. They must part. Every wall of Jericho, between you, what will bring you back to what you have said you are no longer going to be doing? That those walls must fall down. In Jesus' name we pray. So, brethren, even the psalmist declare in Psalm 103, as far as east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgression from us. So, I'm here to remind you according to God's word. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. And what? All things are passed away. If you want to achieve your resolution for this year, forget about all things. Forget about it. Now, I've talked about forgetting about the old things. All things, negative part of talking about. At the same time, you need to forget the achievements that may pull you down. If you want to achieve, you want to hit your goal, you want to hit your resolution for the year. If you have made resolution that, okay, I will attend every intercessory meeting. Because you are attending and they see your punctuality and everything, now you are part of people that they, we call, come and lead this prayer. That is an achievement. And if that achievement should go into your head that if I'm not there, they will not do it. I'm telling you, even when you are there, they will do it. And if you are not there, they will do it. So there's need for you to forget the past achievement as well. If you, if you stick to the past achievement, your goals, your resolution might be difficult. Because some of these achievements might be pulling you down. And at times, not just pulling you down, you might feel that after all, I'm satisfied. Where am I? At this level I am, I'm satisfied. You might, be, you might want to be content with where you are. Whereas, you can go ahead. Your target might be to be at the, the, the line that the pastor is sitting down. Whereas, if you press forward, you can also stand here as I'm standing, talking to the world, talking the world to the people. 
sharing the word, evangelize the word to the people. So there is need for you to do what Apostle Paul has done. If you look at the history of Paul, all those achievements he made never go to his head. He gives praises to God every time. The same thing we can be doing. The same system we can employ. We can do the same thing. So because Paul knew that he still had a long way to go. Because of that, he didn't allow the achievement that he has made to stick to his head. The same thing you want to achieve your resolution this year. Don't allow the achievement you have made last year to restrict you. Our God is God that can do more than what you are expecting. You might be expecting to be at level one. I will borrow Nigerian language. It might catapult you to the level you are not even dreaming of. You know what we call catapult? We all know. The kind of, the slinge. You know, like an arrow. If you draw an arrow back, the slinge also you fling it. By the time you release it, it's propelled forward. So, don't allow your achievement to draw you back. In order to make solid resolution, we have to put the failure of previous attempt behind us. The funniest thing is that people make resolution, most people make resolution towards the end of the year. I don't know why. The whole world, they are always doing that. You can make resolution in the middle of the year. Because if you make one resolution that, okay, this is what I want to do. And surprisingly, you are deceived. You couldn't achieve that. Don't wait till December. Make that resolution. At that moment, you remember that you have deviated from your from, 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 from the line. Make another attempt. So, don't allow the previous failure to pull you down. Make another attempt. Sometimes we make resolution and find that it takes us a very short period of time before we have already broken them. Yes, out of ten resolutions, that people that have made resolutions this year, many will last for three weeks. Even on that same day, okay, it's like a brother that said, okay, my resolution this year is that I don't want to smoke cigarettes again. As he came out of the church, he told somebody that, look, my resolution this year is that I'm not going to smoke again. Say okay. But as he came out of the church, by the time he gets outside, just a few kilometers away, he asked one brother, please, can I take a stick of cigarette from you? And the brother said, but you just made a resolution that you are not going to smoke again. He said, yes, I made that resolution. I will start from, I will not use my money to buy it again. You don't need to make that type of resolution. Praise the Lord. You need to make firm resolution. I tell you this. A boy called his dad and said, Daddy, Happy New Year. What is your resolution this year? The daddy said that my resolution this year is to make your mother happy throughout the year. Oh, so daddy, that's lovely. Then he said, can I talk to mommy? Say yes. Then 
the mother collected the phone and said, and the boy asked the same question. Mommy, what is your resolution this year? The mother said that my resolution this year is to make sure that your father fulfill all his resolution. <laughs> you see, when these two hands watch each other, it will clean. You can make that type of resolution. Share your resolution with your spouse. It will help you. Because when you are, when, when, when are derailing from your resolution, it will bring you back. The sisters are very wonderful. They will take notes. They will take notes. Praise the Lord. So, the Paul's first method of resolution is to forget about the past. And if you, this particular uh, message to Philippians was written when Paul was in, uh, was in prison. He was not looking at being shamed down. He's looking ahead. Look ahead and make your resolution positive. Now, how will your resolution last? In continuation to those two points, forgetting the past, don't allow your achievement to pull you down as some other things I've mentioned, you must implement a plan. We had Pastor Lekan last week talking about plan. Verse 13 again. Brother, can you read verse 13? Philippians 3. Verse 13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal. I praise the Lord, brother. That's, um, can I have it in King James Version? Praise the Lord. I still not get the word I'm looking for. Some version of the Bible says that... Um, one minute. Straining towards... Straining forward to what lies ahead. Yes. Straining towards what is ahead. That is a plan. That is a plan. We have had last week that we need to plan. So, Paul was telling you that you need to plan and implement that plan. Straining refers to continuous like it's uh, a, 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 this kind of race that many people, what they call it? Marathon. Yes, marathon. You see people that they are not, it, it, it's not that they want to come first, but for them that they are participated. Some of them, the ambulance will be following them. That, please come. But see, some will even crawl on the ground when they are looking at the, uh, the, the line. So, you need concentration. You need to bear the, the pain that your resolution will cost you. Your resolution might take something away from you. You need to bear this. You know your goal. You know what you are looking at. You know what you are planning to achieve. So, in this case, you need to move forward. You need to continuously move forward. 
a racer in a race whose ceaseless personal effort and strengthened of desire to achieve the hope of victory. What, what will he do? He will focus, giving all his power. Gabriel Salasi. I think this is from Kenya or maybe Ethiopia, I think so. So if you see him, he keep running. He keep running until he achieves that goal in marathon. The same thing, because your, your resolution is like marathon. It has a long way to go. Don't make it 100 meters. If you make it 100 meters, you, <laughs> it might be that your resolution will last like, oh my, from what I said at the beginning, that may your resolution not, uh, may your problem last like your resolution. So if you make it fast, it can collapse. So you need to plan. You need to have a solid plan. Set some goal with some question in mind. I remember Pastor Leslie when we were in that hall. I can't uh, remember everything now, but I will still say it. He, he was saying that with this goal, with this thing, glorify God. One of his messages long time back. Maybe around 2009 or 2010. I can't remember. With, when you set your goal, look at it. With this goal, glorify God. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10.31 Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. God wants your goal, your goals or your resolution to bring Him glory. So, now let's look at our resolution or goals, whichever one you have in mind. I will just mention some of them. Some is might be, this year I'm going, I'm going to spend more time with my family. I'm going to quit bad habits, like smoking. I'm going to spend more time with my children. I volunteer to lead a ministry at church. I want to continue my education. I want to work more harder to make more money. I want to buy a new car. It's part of resolution. I want to purchase a house. It's part of resolution. Even I want to get married. It's part of resolution. Brethren, none of this resolution we can say is wrong or is right. They are not wrong. But it depends on how you, you view them. The question is, how will this goal glorify God? Whatever resolution you are making this year, let them be something that will give glory to God. Whatever achievements you make, praise the Lord. Thank God. They ask you, come here, you give testimony. No need to talk stories. I thank God, this is what you have done. By the time you are telling stories, the, the, the testimony will now be achieved. It is your own power that you have achieved this. That is how it will stand. So, let your goal, let it be something that, when people hear it, that this is the goal I've made this year, and this is the, what I've achieved, what I've, what I've achieved through that goal. And you link everything to God. devil is very funny. 
If you know that, yes, this target, you want to make it. If you, come where in the, if you are thinking it's coming this way, you come the other way around. Then you begin to wait. You begin to look at it in different forms. So, let your goal glorify God. Another thing is that, when you make those goals, thinking, you have to look at it. Will this goal make me more like Jesus? You have to look at it. I want to be like Jesus in patience. But you are going on the way. Somebody mistakenly match your shadow. Say, hey, hey, brother, come here, come here. Can't you see this is my shadow? <laughs> there is need for you to endure. Sometimes so many things will come. Devil will push them to you so that you can... You can miss your goal on resolution. But when you be like Jesus, he says, when they slap you this side, you turn the other side. So let your goal look at it, whether it makes you look like Jesus in, in, in behaviors. Another thing is that will this goal make a positive contribution to the world? Don't be selfish. Make a goal that your whole family will benefit. Make a goal that the neighbor will also benefit. Make a goal that your community, your nations, will also benefit. You decide to plant a tree in your, in your house. Just to shade and have a cool environment for you. You can as well plant tree to save the world. You can as well do that. So, whichever goal you are making, ensure that those goals also help people that surround you. Last year I was talking about uh, this man that refused to go to, um, what they call it? Pastor, can you remind me? Jonah. I was talking about Jonah. When the problem came to Jonah, I told you that even people that surround him, they were affected. They started throwing their goose into the water. Tell me which insurance is going to pay for that. Because they are much concerned about their life at that time. So when you are making your goals, ensure that People that surround you also, they will benefit. Your community, your nations, all of them, they will, they will benefit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Again, you, look, you need to look at this. Will this goal enhance my ability to witness? Whether it will allow you to evangelize. If you make a go in the office to be friendly with everybody, that this year I'm not going to discriminate whether this one is serving the God I know or is serving the other God, you will not look at somebody that is a sinner. I cannot relate with him. When you look at people in that way that this person is a sinner, I don't need to have anything to do with him. You won't be able to witness to him. You will not be able to evangelize the world to him. You will not be able to, 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 to pass the message across. 
But, but when you, you make a God that will enable you to witness, I want to come closer to these people. I want to understand their religion. Ask them questions. That will give you opportunity to talk to them. That will give you chance also to explain your own side of view to them. Gradually, gradually, gradually. You know, pig, when pig want to enter a, a, a garden, at times it, there may not be chance for him. But because his nose is very long, he'll be using it to opening it gradually, gradually until he finds himself inside. So you can use the same tactics to talk to, to, to engage people that surround you, to pass the message across. Because when you, when you allow your goal to give you ability to witness, you are saving some souls. I'm telling you, it's what I'm experiencing in, in, in the office when we are talking. Somebody will ask me a question. Question that will enable me to answer that question and again ask question. Then from there, we all have that experience, I'm sure. Many of us, we have it. So, let your goal be something that will give you the opportunity to evangelize this year. As the church has put it that this is the year of evangelism. And at times, when you want your goals to be part of, um, to allow you to evangelize, at times there is need for you to engage in what they are doing. Like, for instance, if you see some group of people, they are, they are playing uh, some game. You can decide to join them. You know your target. You know your resolution. Your resolution is to talk to these people. You join them in what they are doing. You join them in the game. They are playing badminton. They are playing something. Don't look at them that, okay, I'm not an athletic fellow, so I cannot do this type of game. Go there. Play it. I was looking at David Cameron and Obama. They were playing table tennis. Why Obama can play very well, whenever David Cameron plays, it goes the other way around. People are just laughing. They can also laugh at you. That will create the chance. That will bring them closer to you as friends, to talk to them. So, ask yourself, will this go enhance my ability to witness? If not, turn it around and make sure that it will give you that chance and opportunity. To witness for Christ. Once you have made some goal or some resolution, these goals have to be translated into activities. A lot of set worthy goal. A lot of people set very good goals, but then nothing happened. Again, we are talking of planning. Pastor Lekon talked about planning last week. Organize your activities around your goals. Around your resolution. Around what you have planned for the year. Organize your, organize your activities. Organize your goals around your personal life. There is need for us to spend enough time to develop our personal life. This including, if you make a goal that, okay, I want to know more about God this year. You don't want to know more about the Word of God. It means you must be reading the Word of God. Don't package everything at once. As you are reading New Living Translation, you are reading another novel, you are... 
you, you may put too much things here and nothing will happen. So you need to plan. If you are reading this particular, um, this particular item or this particular chapter of the Bible, read it. Don't read it like history. You start from Genesis. You follow that history, follow that history, Exodus, all along like that. You will not understand. Go in between and pick that what you want to read. So organize yourself. If it is to read a chapter per week, you can do that. Not say, okay, every day I must read a chapter. You might not be able to do that. Because your personal life, what you are doing, might not allow you to do that. So you need to organize your goals around your personal life. You need to also organize it around your family. Obviously, our goals and activities have to include our family. Because the Bible, is, the Bible warns us about that. Spending more time with our children is also a very good thing. At times you can sit with them. Watch cartoon with them because cartoon is what draws them to television. See what they are watching. Tom and Jerry. You look into it. Why, why are they so sitting down, glue their face to that? Sit with them, ask them questions. Because if you are watching this thing with your children, I'm telling you sometimes you may not understand. But when you ask them questions, by the time they begin to give you the analysis and story of what is happening, you yourself, you say, oh, you just see this way and begin to. And if it's a brother, they are calling him, your food is ready, please, I'm coming. So you don't discover what your children are doing. This is setting of goals, resolution. Another area is that you need to set your goals around your church, just as we are here. If you don't include church, you will get out of balance. You become Mr. Two No. Now, what is Pastor Shane is going to talk? Okay. He's going to pray. He's going to talk about intercessory. After all, he has been saying it all the time. No. You need to organize your goal. You want to learn more. You want to grab more from analysis of Pastor Leslie or Pastor Lekan or even Pastor Abraham. You want to learn more from what they are saying. Organize your goal towards that. Link them up. For instance, if, if you say your goal is to make sure you get early to the office this year, you can as well link into the church. If I'm getting early to office, the same thing, apply it to church. If you are meeting up in the office, you will meet up in the church. Then by the time you come in, you will not be the type that the service has started, the praise and worship are singing. They are looking for where to quickly sit and hide. No. But because you have come early, so organize your goal around your church. Get more involved in the church activities. Discipleship is coming up. If you have the talent, you can come up. This is the talent I have about discipleship. Share your ideas. The church authority will listen. Nobody has monopoly of knowledge. Your suggestions are welcome. So organize your goal around your church. Organize your goal as well around your work. 
Work is part of life. Maybe the, the, the primary thing that brought many of us here the job. But now, you will see that the work of God also turned everything the other way around. The, 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 your secular job becomes secondary. Why the work of God becomes primary. So, organize your goal around your work. And when you do that, God will make himself a priority in your life. Part of how to organize your goal is to attend seminar. Decide that, okay, in this year I want to improve myself in my job. There is a training somewhere. Even if the company is not sponsoring you, if you have that enough cash to do that, take permission, this is what I want to do. And I pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. You need to harmonize your goals. You need to harmonize your resolution. Don't put all the egg in one basket and carry it on your head. If you tip off, everything will break off. So there is need in, in economies, scale of preference. You need to organize your goals. Which one come before another one? So, organize everything. These are the things that Paul was telling us. If you have made resolution to, to get closer to God, and your activities is to read a chapter of Bible each day, you have to schedule time for this. If not, it will not happen. Because you will discover that in the morning quickly you wake up, you want to go to the office. By the time you come back, you are tired. You might do it for some time. That is why resolutions don't last. That is why they don't last. Because they are not harmonized. Schedule a time that this is the time I want to do this. And when you do that, you will achieve your goal. I don't know what resolution you have made this year, but I'm telling you there is need for you to organize them. Harmonize them with your daily life. Your daily activities. Maybe you have a resolution to become prayer warrior. That it means you have to harmonize it with the um, intercessory when they are coming for prayer. Because when, when you listen to how people pray, from there you grab some idea. That, okay, uh, that brother has prayed this way. When you are praying at home also, you apply that. So you need to harmonize your goal. Paul says, strain towards his goal. We have to do the same thing. That's what Paul said. Strain towards his goal. We have to do the same. Give priority to your schedule and event. We have seen that Paul's method of reaching a goal, including his plan to forget the past, and developing a plan by strain towards what was ahead. What was ahead? In our remaining time, let me quickly tell you this. In verse 14, Paul says, I press on towards the goal. You can look at it in your Bible. So, if you are going to press on towards your resolution this year, listen to this. Because Paul says is pressing Toward his own goal. 
You need to go slowly. That means, what I mean by that is that you go slowly and it means you cannot do everything at the same time. You can't do it at the same time. It might be a costly mistake. You have about 10 things to do for a year and you are starting all of them at once. Frustration can come. You may decide to abandon it. So you need to go slowly. The key with resolution is just to make a couple of them and stick to them. Don't have too many resolutions. Don't have too many goals. Look at those you can meet up with and keep to them. And by that, you will discover that before the middle of the year, you have achieved some of this resolution. And when you achieve it, like I said from the beginning, don't allow your achievement to come over you. You need to firmly pray towards the consistencies and moving forward about that. So, what am I talking about? Resolution is all about self-improvement for God. We want to be like God Himself and He is ready to help us becoming more like Himself. Whenever you break a resolution, don't give up. You don't need to wait till another January. Immediately you realize you have broken that resolution. At the top of hand, you need to go back and say, Lord, forgive me. This is what I want to do. This is my resolution from the beginning of the year. But I've gone astray. Then you repeat that. You, you make that resolution again and follow it. Remember, Paul said, forgetting what is behind. God is continuously making us new. If you have a setback, talk to God about it. Then get back in Jiawan that can take you to higher level. Don't go with uh, Lua, uh, the, the, the Jia that will slow you down. Put it in not, uh, maybe four wheel. Let me use that uh, language. Put it in four wheel so that that will take you forward. If your goal is to get closer to God, try to memorize a scripture. I won't say per day. If you can do it per day, that's better. But maybe one week. Keep repeating it for one week. Keep repeating it. Keep saying it. That whenever I'm praying, that this is what I want to be saying. You see, there are some prayer points that when you apply Bible verse to it, that even you yourself, you'll be feeling the answer immediately. I shall not die but live. To do what? To evangelize. Keep all those things in your mind. And I know that God will help us. Thank God for technology these days. With your answer, you have the memory verse you want to put in your head. Put it as your word screen in your handset. When your answer goes for sleep, by the time you roll it, it will be rolling. Then you look at it. It will help you. Even or your iPad, whatever you, 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 you are using. Even your computer in the office. You can as well apply that. I said earlier on, tell your spouse. You can at the same time tell, tell your friend, like the one I told you. He told his friend, I'm not going to smoke. But when they get outside, they give me cigarettes. 
So when you tell your friend, they will keep track of your resolution. And it will work. Because whenever you are going astray, some good friend will tell you, my friend, but you told me you are not going to drink again. How many, uh, I'm saying this with you. So that kind of thing. But when you keep it to yourself, you will have the confidence that after all, nobody knows that I've made this resolution that I'm not going to drink again. So, what am I saying? Accountability always helps. Maybe you and a friend could work on the same resolution and help each other. If you have a very close friend, share your resolution with him. Maybe it can help you. In conclusion, making resolution is a very Christian thing to do. By doing this, we say, I want to be, to be better prepared for life in heaven by starting to live more godly life right now. If you make resol- rev- uh, revolution, or, excuse me, resolution, if you make resolution that on the glorious day I'm going to live with them, you need to start the practice on this earth. And now do you do this? Don't look at past things you have done, like I've said earlier on. Don't look into that. Paul never looked into every atrocity he has committed. So you need to apply this. Paul saw a lot of things that he was ashamed of. But that doesn't bother him. He's only pressing forward. He's pressed towards the mark for the price. Like a racer. And what is the price we are talking about? Be in the kingdom with the Lord. So verse 14, verse 14, it says, I press towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let our resolution move towards that side. Praise the Lord. So, you, 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 when, when, when things come down, you need to have a fresh start with prayer. And I pray that God will help you in Jesus' name. So, since resolution make us consider the future, the best resolution are the one that will make you to enjoy the eternity. As you are sitting down, tell God, Lord, let all my resolutions from today, let them lead me into the eternity. Begin to tell God, all my resolutions today, let them be something that will enable you to enjoy the kingdom of God. Continue talking to God. This is a new year. This is a new beginning. What you are going to do this year 
tell the Lord. What you want to do this year, tell the Lord. Because God has clearly told us that we need to forget our troubles of yesterday. We need to forget our achievements of yesterday. Because 2015 is history. God is saying, look forward. Look forward. Press on. 2016 is an open book for you to write on. Talk to God. Choose this day what you are going to do for the Lord. Choose this day what you are going to do with the Lord. Because we can do nothing by ourselves. Resolve that with God you will do it. Luke chapter 9 verse 62 says this. No one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Choose to serve God today. Because with him, you can do it. Don't worry about your yesterdays. Don't worry that somebody has said you can't do it. Don't worry that people have told you that you can't talk, you can't write, you can't speak. With God, you can do it. Forget everything of the past. Maybe you can resolve to choose to obey God more. Maybe you can choose a resolution to choose to study the word of God more. Choose to wait on the Lord more. Choose to serve God more. Are these part of your resolutions? Remember, with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Church, as we end, let's stand to our feet. Let's continue to be in an attitude of prayer. Let's resolve to submit to the Lord. We've already crossed eight days of 2016. The remaining 350 odd days. Let's resolve to submit to the Lord completely. Let's resolve to allow the Lord to lead you and me this year. It's not about where I want to go. It's not about what I want to do. It's about where God wants to take you. It's about what God wants to use you as. Resolve to allow the Lord to lead you this year. And in line with the theme for this year, resolve to speak to somebody this year about the Lord. Resolve to evangelize this year. Let's just thank the Lord. That he's given us a clear direction. He's given us a theme for the year. And he's told us that with him, we can do it. All we need to do is submit ourselves to him. Forget the past. Look forward. Press on.
with God, you and I can do it. And at the end of 2016, as we stand and give our testimonies, every one of us, let us all stand and say, with God we did it. 2016, this church will overflow. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that you have spoken to us this day. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that along with every other brother and sister here, every child that we have here, Lord, we resolve, Lord Father, to serve you, to submit to you, Lord Father, to speak your word. Father God, help us not to dwell on the past, to dwell on our frustrations, Lord Father, but help us to look forward, Lord Father, with a new sheet, Lord Father, and Lord, write on our pages, Lord Father. Father God, we just surrender ourselves into your hands. Take charge, Lord Father. Take the steering wheel, Lord Father. And Father God, we just pray, Lord, that this year ahead shall be a year in which you are glorified, Lord Father, in our lives. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for using your servant this day, Lord Father, to bring to us the importance of a godly resolution, Lord Father. A resolution that we can hold on to, Lord Father, as we serve you. A resolution that we hold on with you, Lord Father, as we take steps into this year, Lord Father. Father God, we pray, Lord, that you will continue to anoint him, continue to use him as he ministers to, the, to each one of us, Lord Father. Father God, bless him and his family, Lord Father. We commit them into your hands. Thank you, Father, for every one of us here, Lord Father. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that every word that has been spoken from this pulpit this day, Lord Father, will land on good soil, Lord Father. Shall take root and shall bear fruit, Lord Father. Father God, I thank you for every one of us here, Lord Father. Father God, let this year be a beautiful year, Lord Father. We give all praise, honor, and glory to you. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we share the grace, let me just remind you once again that tomorrow evening, tomorrow is Saturday, the intercessory team meeting will not be at 6.30. That has been shifted to 4 o'clock to the, big, to the, to the uh, old church main hall. There is more space. The objective, fill it. Fill the hall. Right? So intercessory team, please remember you have a new time and a new place. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.